Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adiwumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today I'm going to talk on faith of Moses. I will continue with the faith of Moses that we started in the last broadcast, I believe. And I believe the Lord will bless your heart with this. Now we talk about the faith of Moses himself when he became an adult. That he refused to be called the daughter, the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He decided to stand up and be counted with the people of God. And I gave the same challenge to you, listener, that are you ready to stand up and be counted for Christ? Or are you going to hide your face and, and not be recognized as one of the Christians, one of the fanatics? Whether in your school or in your office place, are you hiding your, your faith, hiding yourself, not letting them know that you are a believer in Christ, you are a child of God, you are one of the holy people? Or you are or to tell them that the way they are living is not right because the Bible does not want them to live that way. You've got to stand up and be counted for Jesus. Because some people are looking for crowd. If can only, if they can only just see some people that are confessing this Jesus, they also will be able to confess Jesus. Maybe you hiding yourself, you are you are making those people not to be able to boldly stand up for Jesus. But when you are upright and ready to stand up for Jesus, you see that a lot of people will come and join you. So some people are looking for crowd. If you don't see a crowd, a big church with uh, thousands of people, they felt that this is not a, 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 a church they wanted to be part of. But what did Jesus Christ say? Jesus Christ said, say, Fear not, little flock. God does not expect crowd. He wanted just little flock. Because these are the people that really meant business. If you are looking for crowd where there will be thousands of people and you just be hiding one of them, one in their midst, then you are not really following Christ the way you ought to. So you think about that. So if you are ready to stand up and be kind for Jesus, that is when you are following the type of faith of Moses. And when you are standing up for Jesus, you may be the one alone there, or you will be one of the few people that are doing it. But you won't, you won't see a crowd with you. So think about that. Because in the days of the of the Old Testament, those prophets, sometimes it will be them alone, just one prophet alone. Even Elijah the prophet, he told the God in, in when he was when he was driven out of the city, he said, I and I alone remain of your prophet. They have killed all your prophets, I'm the only one remaining. In the days of old, there are few people that will stand and be counted for Jesus. When the persecution comes, it will be very few that will be standing for Jesus. So make sure you are one of them. So what we are telling you is, don't look for a crowd. Be ready to stand up individually, single-handedly for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. And I will read again from verse 27. Now we are going to talk about the faith of Moses that started doing the wonders in Egypt. And we are going to see how faith manifests and how faith is, is revealed to us here. In verse 27 of Hebrews chapter 11, we see they said, By faith, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now that was talking about when he left Egypt and fled because he has killed an Egyptian. Now let's go to verse 28. I'm not going to talk much about that at this time. So through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. Lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Now let's talk about this faith of the Passover. Well, just think about that. See, was, was it Moses that had the faith, or God just demonstrated his power through him? I would say yes, God demonstrated his power through him, but he also has to believe. Because there was a time God got, of, 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 got offended by, Mo, by, by Moses when God told him to, to speak unto the rock in the wilderness and he 
he, and he did not speak unto the rock but he smote the rock with the rod and God said he did not believe him so you have to say then that that was the time, the only time that we can say Moses did not believe God but all the other aspects he was believing and using the faith so his faith also was involved in everything that God did in Egypt that's the first thing I want you to point. I want to point out to you: the faith of Moses was involved in everything that God did in Egypt. Even though he was hearing God talk to him, and he was doing what God said, but God was still putting the, the measure of faith, the anointing, into his body, into his spirit, so that he could speak for what God said he should speak for, and that thing happened, like God said it will happen. So it was still the faith of Moses. That God was ampli- God was using, and God gave that faith into his heart. Now let's take for this example the faith of Moses that they kept the Passover. Here is the example: God told them that He was going to send an evil angel, death angel, into Egypt to kill the firstborn, all the firstborn in Egypt. And God told Moses that this is how you and your own Hebrews people will escape. You are going to take a lamb and you are going to put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost where you guys are going to eat the lamb in the night. And anyway, everyone that is in that house where you are eating the lamb and where the, door, the blood is in the doorpost, the death angel will pass over you. Now, he has to believe that. When he told the Hebrews, the Hebrews had to believe that. You may say, well, that's easy to believe because God spoke to them. Yes, but God has, speaking to, has spoken to you also in this Bible. So what God said by voice to Moses, you see Moses heard God, yes. Then now Moses went and told the people. They heard what Moses said. So they have got to believe what Moses said, just like Moses heard God and believed what God said. Now, Jesus Christ came as God manifested in the flesh and spoke all these things that were written down in the Bible. Just like God spoke to Moses. Now, these things were written down almost like if they were spoken to us by somebody that was that wrote it down. And I'm speaking this same thing to you today about the blood of Jesus Christ can protect you and is our own deliverance and our own salvation. And that Jesus Christ is the only Savior. You have got to believe it just like the Hebrews believed Moses. They didn't hear God talk to Moses. Moses said God said. And they believe it. And the same way, you have got to believe what I am preaching to you today. What the preachers of the gospel are preaching to you through from this Bible today. What the Bible has written down about the Lord Jesus Christ and how you can be saved. You have to believe it just like it is written in the Bible. When you believe it, then you are believing like God wanted you to believe. And then act on what you believe and then that is when it will manifest to you. If the Hebrews did not act upon what they heard Moses say, and let's say Moses told them that you've got to make a, kill a lamb and put the things on the doorpost and then death angel will not visit that house and they heard him but they didn't do it then they will be in trouble so the same way God has spoken to you and me also that the blood of Jesus Christ is our salvation and if you believe it come and partake of the blood of Jesus and eat the flesh of Jesus and how do you do that accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior let him come and live inside you it's not a sacrament that some churches do. That sacrament is a symbol of it. He says, the spirit that gives it life, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit must come and possess you. And you have got to invite him to do that. You've got to yield yourself to him. 
It's a, it's a voluntary thing and it's an invitation. It's a, what you call an agreement between you and God. God is not going to force himself upon you. You have got to ask him to do it because you want to repent from your sins. You are tired of sin. You are fed up with your sinful nature that you want God to take charge, to take over your life. That is what he wants you to do. Believing this, that God has made this thing available for us to live a holy life. If you believe it and you accept him, you will live a holy life. And you will be acceptable by God. And that's the only way you are going to escape the wrath of God that is coming upon the world. Because the wrath of God was coming upon Egypt on that day. And God told Moses, this is how you and your people will escape. Moses went and told the Israelites and the Hebrews, this is how we are going to escape. And they believed Moses. If they did not believe Moses, then they will be dead. The Lord Jesus Christ preached this gospel that unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. People heard him and they wrote it down and preached it to us by their writing. And I am preaching it to you also by this radio ministry. And you are to believe it and then act on what you hear by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Then ye shall be saved. That is how you exercise your faith. So the similar thing, the faith of Moses that made them escape the destruction in the rain on, the, on that day by the sprinkle of the blood is the same faith that God is asking you to exercise. It's a matter of hear it and believe it. And the same thing I preach to you about this blood of Jesus Christ is our salvation. You hear me and believe it. And then accept him as your Lord and Savior. And he will spiritually apply that blood to your heart that will wash your sins away. That will make you have your name in the book of life. That will, uh, that will reserve you for the heavenly kingdom. The blood of Jesus. That is our atonement at this time. And the same thing. So you can see what we mean when we say Moses had that faith. It is a faith of hearing God and believing that what God said will happen, will happen. And that, that what God said will be the only escape, will be the only escape. And they made it, made themselves partake of the sacrifice as God said they should do. And it happened. So you've got to believe the same thing. You may say in many, in many, in many ungodly, ungodly world right now, talk to many societies, they have some rituals they do and they believe in that ritual for whatever it's the ritual to do for them. Or many people believe in doctors. Doctors said, eat this thing and that is how you are going to be well. And they believe that doctor. And they will stay there and eat that thing every day, three times a day. They were believing what the doctor said. Now, you are to believe what Jesus Christ said in the Bible also. And that is how you are to exercise your faith. To be like Moses. Jesus Christ has said in the Bible that if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have life. And that is the only way. You've got to believe that and then participate in the gospel by accepting as a Lord and Savior, reading your Bible daily, searching the scriptures to know what is acceptable before God. So when you believe that and you begin to do what the Bible says, you will receive the reward and the fruit that the Bible expects you to receive. That is very important for you to note. So what I'm saying then is, the faith that we are reading here in the Bible is a simple fundamental faith that you are also expected to exercise believe the Lord Jesus Christ, walk with him day by day. Let's go on to this faith of Moses. In verse 29, see, by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. Now, how was the Red Sea split into two? They got to that Red Sea and God told them actually that how he was going to do this, he was going to make Pharaoh come after them. And when they were confronted by a Red Sea in their front and Pharaoh in their back, they screamed and cried unto God. Like any normal woman being scared. 
and God told Moses to stretch his rod upon the sea and divide it. Now, that is faith. You see, well, you see the faith of Moses? It was God that was going to do this thing, but somebody must stand on stage with God, like I preach in some of my sermons. God, most of the time, is the one doing the work himself. But he needed you and me to be on stage with him, not afraid to stand with God. Not afraid to stand on the stage, no matter how long it takes. We have testimonies of that when many things are happening. That we have to just sometimes we may be afraid of shaking and trembling, but if we just hang in there with God, it's God that is going to do the wonders and the miracles. But He wants you to hang in there with Him. Moses was hanging in there with God, he, he would have preferred everything to run smoothly and easily, but God didn't want it to be that way. God wanted to God asked them to go through that path so that they went to the Red Sea. And when the people were screaming and yelling and screaming at Moses, God made the way. Moses would have preferred that they didn't have to go through all those struggle. Moses would have preferred that they just talk to Moses, Pharaoh one day and Pharaoh said, okay, you guys can leave. And they would just leave, you see. But God didn't want it that way. God wanted to show his power. And that was why all those things went that way. And when God began to manifest like that, wanted to, well, anytime God wanted to manifest his wonders, he wants somebody among his people to stand there with him as long as it takes as long as it takes but God is the one that dictates how long it will take not the devil take for example when we when I, I've given this testimony many times before when my wife was going to have my first baby even though we have been praying for nine months that everything will be smooth and easy on the day of delivery it was not it was not it was not uh, coming so easily for almost 15 hours my wife was in labor and the doctor said, well, they have to go through what he calls C-section, surgery. And I, we didn't like that. We started praying, Lord, we don't want surgery. So I told the doctor, said, give us 30 more minutes to make decision. This doctor said, well, go ahead. For 30 minutes, we are going to still need more than 30 minutes. And I fell upon my knees and said, Lord, for nine months, we have been praying for smooth and easy delivery. And this is the last chance you have to get glory out of this. That I couldn't withstand these doctors now. They are trying to take it to surgery because they think 15 hours in labor is too long for the baby and God and I felt the hand of God came down patted me on the back in that hospital and God said it's going to be alright God told me that let them shake it one more time they will realize that everything has changed so when the doctors came back about to set up the operation table I told the doctors shake one more time to see that the, the, the opening that you are expecting is already opened up and they shaked it and within that 30 minutes they said well, what did you guys do that everything is open right now. We don't need any surgical delivery anymore. We can do normal delivery. And I said it was Jesus that came in. He said, you see, why did it take so long, 15 hours before God can step in? Or why didn't God do it when we have been praying 15 for, for, for 9 months? See, God wanted it to be like a miracle. So he had to wait till the last minute when the doctors are giving up. And then he comes in and changes just like that. Because if everything has been smooth, I will have no testimony to tell you like this. Because everybody have normal delivery. Many people have normal delivery. But when it is critical and the and it is out of the hands of mankind and men have given up, then God can step in with his finger and give a miracle. Then we have a story to tell. Then we have a testimony. That is when the glory is the greatest. That is what God does most of the time. But who can stand long enough with God is the question. Will you have faith to be able to stand there with God long enough and not give up? And not give up on prayer? That is the issue. 
because where I say we have been praying for nine for nine months, and from the time my wife was admitted to that hospital, we were praying and praying and praying for fifteen hours, and they were checking and saying, "Well, this uterus is still three centimeters; it has to be ten for fifteen hours." It was like that, and the doctors gave up and said, "Well, we just have to do surgery and cut the baby and cut the womb open and get, get the baby out." And that we won't have any testimony, and we just said. Lord, this is the last chance. If 30 minutes now, you do something. And God said, okay. And God came in and performed the wonders. And the doctors were dumbfounded that they did not have to do surgery. But what I'm saying is, you, if you give up on prayer too quickly, then you are not standing there, hanging in there with God. But you have to stand there with God if you want God to perform wonders. And don't be impatient. Because God, a day with the Lord is like 1,000 years. And 1,000 years with Him is like one day. We men, we count in minutes and in seconds. They God count in thousands of years. So you have to be patient when you are dealing with God. So that is one thing that you have to know. Okay, now let's go on and say, look at this faith of Moses when they were at the Red Sea. God organized, God set up that situation, that atmosphere, that stage to glorify Himself. The screaming and the yelling that the Hebrews were doing was just temporary but God went in and did the wonders through Moses and the river was and the Red Sea was split but Moses and the people have to stand there until God comes down to do his wonders that is what we are talking about about faith of Moses that he hung in there with God but of course we human beings we can be impatient we can get nervous we can get panicky very easily but remember faith must hang in tough with God for you to get what you needed Let's go on and go on to another faith of Moses here. Now, this is where we are going to actually stop. Before I go into the faith of another person in the book of in chapter in verse 30, we are talking about the faith that when they get to the, to Jericho, which was actually Joshua at that time. But it was still faith upon faith, upon faith, upon faith in all their journey. When they refused to exercise faith, that's when they offended God. Because you know the story in the book of the Hebrews, when Moses sent 40 or 12 spies to go and search the land for many days and they came back two of them Joshua and Caleb gave a good report that let's go and attack them immediately we'll take it over but the rest of the ten people said no we cannot take it over they are stronger than us they are giants there we are like grasshoppers before them and they make the rest of the audience to be afraid because of their bad bad news and bad, an evil report the people were crying and thinking they couldn't do it. They wanted to go back to Egypt. See, that was where their faith, how far their faith could go. They forgot God who was giving the wonders all along, who gave them the victory in Egypt, that they didn't fight to get out of Egypt. They forgot God who split the Red Sea and brought them through, and they only saw themselves as the people that have to fight this thing out right now. And whereas the two men, they saw God, and our God is bigger than the giants. While the other men, the rest of the crowd, were seeing the giants, forgetting the mighty God that was greater than any giant, they were seeing the giants that were in front of them. This is what faith is. Your faith is to recognize that you have the greatest giant standing with you, God Almighty. There's no giant that can be bigger than God. Who is that giant? Satan is like a rat, a cockroach under our foot. That's what the Bible calls him—a worm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Satan, the Lucifer, was a worm under our feet. So why will you be afraid of it when you have a giant standing with you? The Lord Jesus Christ is mightier than all. He's all power in heaven and on earth is given unto me. So you should not be afraid of anything or anybody. 
So confess and stand with Jesus to the end. And he is ready to come and deliver you. You say, well, maybe he didn't come on time. He didn't when you prayed the last time. Check yourself whether you are in the faith. Is what the Bible said. Because if you are a child of his, who, who is the father that will hear the cry of his child and will not be quickly getting there to find out what's going on? If you are a child of God, you are to make yourself a child of God. You are to recognize God as your father. It's how you view him. That's how he's going to view you. If you take him as tangible, a father indeed that is living with you in your house, and you honor him and respect him and worship him like that, and then walk in his way. Because if you are living with your father and your father said you must not be smoking cigarettes, of course you will have to obey him if you are if you want to be in the right time with your father. And also, the same with God. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Is what God said in the Bible in the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 7. You can't walk with somebody unless you agree with him. The same way you've got to walk in his way. And he's ready to help you by giving you the Holy Spirit. You have to accept him as your Lord and Savior so that he can purify your heart and push you clean. So what we are saying then is, we're not saying you are the one to try to do this thing by yourself. Ask him to take charge, to take control of your life so that you can live the way he wants you to live. It is Jesus in us that changes us from within. He wants to come and live inside you and change you from within. Let him. Invite him in. Take the Bible and begin to read it. And you see the word of God is saying, we begin to knock off all the bad behavior and desires and bad desires away from you. It is the word of God that purifies it. But you've got to surrender yourself to study it, to read it, to give your life to it. And it will change your life. And you will be a new creature in Christ Jesus. Take from today, begin to read your Bible, New Testament, every day. Take at least one chapter a day and talk to the Lord Jesus in prayer about what you read and pray over it. And you will see that your life will begin to change because the word, you say, is what I speak of today, they are spirit and they are life. And that spirit of the world will come into you and knock off all the demonic spirits that have been making you do those bad stuff in the first place. The spirit of the word of God will drive those demonic spirits away from you so that your mind can be straight and you will live holy and life and, 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 and clear in your life. That is what Jesus Christ has prepared for you. And like we are saying, faith is to believe these things and to begin to walk with God and God will begin to walk with you. When you take one step, God will take ten steps to run to you because he loves you. God loves you. You just take the first step to move closer to God like I described and God will take the next several steps to move closer to you and move you close to himself so that you can be you can be overcomer and overcoming all demons and devils that are troubling that are troubling the world. The faith of the people of God, the faith of Moses that went through the Red Sea is the faith of the people of God and the same faith you can have. The faith of these children of Israel that they exercised in the wilderness, they saw the giant, but the two men that saw the giant, but they saw God bigger than the giants, those are the, those are the people that were accepted. The men that saw giant and they forgot God who is greater than the giants, those are the people that get themselves destroyed. You are to keep your eye on Jesus and not on the circumstances of life. Keep your eye on Jesus who is able to overcome any circumstances and exalt Jesus and magnify him above all your circumstances. What is your circumstances today? Is it financial situation? Is it job? You are looking for a job or you are in a sickness or affliction? Your circumstances is small compared to the big girl that is wanting to touch you and heal you right now. You just ask him and commit your life into his hand and let him take control 
And that is what I want to portray to you today. That see God in your situation. Call Him and invite Him into your situation. God is bigger than your situation. And He's able to nullify and neutralize your situation right now. What is your problem today? Is it financial situation? Put it in the hand of Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these other things shall be added unto you. Is what Jesus Christ said. How do you seek the kingdom of God first? That is, turn your mind away from your situation and begin to praise God. Begin to ask Jesus Christ to take charge of your life. And begin to walk in His way. And begin to do what the Bible says. And that situation will take care of itself. Are you afflicted or sick right now? Being tormented by the devil? In the name of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ sets you free. I'm praying for you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are set free from that sickness, from that affliction. The demon that is troubling you, I command you to go away and never come back. In the name of Jesus Christ, that affliction is gone from thee. It shall never come back in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the word of God says, I shall love whatsoever I said. You just touch your body and wherever it is afflicted. And say, in the name of Jesus, the affliction departs. And it is gone, as I said, in the name of Jesus Christ. The affliction is departed from you. And your body is well. Your body is healed in the name of Jesus Christ. And right now, begin to set your heart on Jesus. Like I said, faith is believing what God said. And what has God said to you? He said, by Israel, ye were healed. By the stress of Jesus Christ, ye were healed. And you begin to confess it every time that there is any situation in your life. Let's say, Jesus Christ has healed me. By his stress, I am healed. And you will see that the situation will temper itself. I will surrender to the word of God. The word of God is what changes life, mankind. So, in summary, the faith of Moses is the faith that we are all called to have. The faith that was able to stand and be counted for Jesus. When he was an adult, that was the faith he had. When they were able to keep the Passover that the destroyer did not destroy them, it's the same kind of faith we are called upon to have. That we are to believe in that blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us, that we will not see this destruction that God has said is coming upon the rest of the world to send them to hell and lake of fire. We believe the blood of Jesus Christ. So you have to believe it and partake of it. And those that accept him as their Lord and Savior and have invited him to come into their heart, they are the people that are partaking of that blood of Jesus Christ and the, and the body of Jesus Christ. And when they go to the Red Sea, the same faith, God wants you to stand in the on the stage with him when he wanted to perform wonders to hang in their tough no matter how long it takes no matter how long it takes you keep believing god is bringing the is on it's on the job is bringing the answer don't give up this is not just hoping that god will do it but believing that god is doing it already or god has given it to you and just hanging there believe that he has answered your prayer and it will it will manifest believe that god has answered your prayer that whatever you are asking for is granted to you. The Bible, Jesus Christ said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, but shall not doubt, but shall believe that what he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever I said. And whosoever is whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing that you receive them, you shall have them. Let me say that again. Whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing that you have them, you shall have what you ask for. So that is what Jesus Christ said. You have to believe when you pray. Believe that God has heard you. Believe that you have received what you asked for. And you shall have it. Believe that God has heard you and he has granted it to you. And you shall have it. This is very, very important. Believe that you have what you ask for. And you shall have it. Mark chapter 11 verse 24. Therefore I say unto you. 
what things soever ye desire when ye pray believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them very key thing is that you must believe that you receive them and then you shall have them that's why I said just hanging there with God until the manifestation of that answer and I pray that the Lord will bless your heart Father I thank you for all the people that are listening right now that you will manifest the answer that you have prayed to the whatever they have asked for let the answer manifest in the name of Jesus Christ now I want you to write to me and I will send you some more literature write to the gospel distribution ministry post office box 71027 Phoenix Arizona 85050 USA on the internet our web address is gospel and you can get all our literature on the internet and also send us email on the internet we shall be able to reply by email also Send email to Julius at gospeldistribution.org. You can send email to Julius at gospeldistribution.org and we shall get your email. God bless you. And faith is the expectation of what you desire from God. God bless you.